Do your thoughts create reality? Is it think, therefore I am? Or is it more that I think, therefore I create? It's an interesting and introspective question that honestly I've avoided asking because the idea of going that deep into the idea of what my thoughts are doing to my reality, it's just a little, it's a little much. But recently, I have been on the most incredible and influential app of our time, TikTok. (laughs) And for some reason on my For You page has been a lot of manifesting things. And a lot of it didn't make sense to me. They They were saying things I was like, I think you need to actually research manifesting in order to understand what they're saying. Because it's... It, it just sounds so random without context. <laughs> so that's what I've decided to do this past week. I was looking into manifesting to understand what I was seeing on my For You page. And it made me recall back to the very first time anyone has ever said anything to me about manifesting. And that particular situation kind of pissed me off. <laughs> And I wanted to completely reject the idea from like that moment on because it seemed like it wasn't fair to me and what I was doing for my thoughts to have so much power. Like it, it seemed kind of unfair, just unfair, honestly. So we're going to deep dive into all of that, but specifically into a book that I have downloaded that was also recommended to me on TikTok. I I read halfway through and I plan on finishing it before I do another follow-up episode on manifesting later on. And this book is called Breaking the Habit of You. Hold on, let me get the author. It's Dr... Dr. Joe Dispenza, so Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, sorry, that's the title, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind (laughs) and Create a New One. Now, that doesn't sound very normal for what I understand manifesting to be. It sounds a little bit like Alice in Wonderland, Mad Hatter Tea Party, Lose Your Mind to Create a New One, which is probably why I read this because it was intriguing to me. And if it's true, If everything he says in his book is possible, tangible, and under my control, then I think it's worth trying. And uh, I'm going to break down his steps, how I'm going to be implementing them, and and, uh, basically how I understand them for you. So if you don't really want to read the whole book, because it's a lot of science, it's a lot of terms and stories and like, I had to play many of the chapters over and over again just to get the concept. So it's very heavy. So if you just want like the basics before reading the book, just keep listening. I've got your back. I have all the details that you need to know just to start it. But I do recommend that you do read the book because I'm not going to be able to get all of the neuroscience that he breaks down into this episode. And I'm definitely not going to be able to get all of the quantum physics 
that he brings up because I barely understand it. <laughs> like this book, when I say it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm tracking, I'm tracking, I'm tracking. And then he would say something that would maybe go, mm, yep, not tracking anymore. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like there was a lot where I was like, okay, okay, okay. And not okay. What the hell? <laughs> Quantum physics does not make sense to me. So if you want that deep dive, read the book. I'm only going to like cover the surface for basic understanding reasons. Okay, cool. Right. So this idea of I think therefore I create is to me something that sounds a little bit like a conversation that Luke Skywalker would have with Yoda around the fire and like Yoda would be like, yes. <laughs> Excuse my Yoda voice. I don't actually do impersonations. I, I don't know how, but like this is my interpretation of what Yoda would sound like. He would be like, <laughs> think therefore I do. Great I am. <laughs> I am so sorry to all the Star Wars fans. <laughs> but yes. And then like you would reply and be like, you know what? I do create everything on this entire planet. You're right. Now pass me the doobie, Yoda. <laughs> it's just, it's a little like, how do you believe that? When you see things tangibly that you've had no control over creating and you have proof that someone else made it, like this blanket that I'm sitting on, I had absolutely no control over the pattern or the fabric or where the fabric came from, who made it in what factory, like that has nothing to do with me. And yet there's this idea that I'm creating the reality that it exists in. I, it's just, okay, let's. Let's get into how, how we can understand that concept, okay? Okay, so before, if anyone has tried manifesting without doing any research onto it, like you just like, oh, everyone says like, you know, think positive and uh, it will come to you. Like that idea, honestly, I have had zero, absolutely zero zilch success wise with that type of practicing. I even like did like originally... <laughs> On TikTok, someone had uh, given me some sort of like chant that you're supposed to say before you get out of bed and before you go to sleep at night to, she claims to timeline shift. She was like, there's another timeline out there where you could be like the most successful version of yourself. And if you say this chant, then you will eventually shift into that timeline. And I was like, bet. So for like months now, I've been doing this, like I'll even like stir the intention into my coffee in the morning while I will say this chant. Um, if you want, I could probably find this TikTok and post it on my Instagram so you can see. I might put it in my highlights or something so you can understand it. But yeah, this lady is like, you're supposed to say, I'm in the timeline of my greatest good, my deepest desires and my ultimate fulfillment. When I came across that, I was like, that sounds good. That's where I want to be. I would love to be in my deepest desires. I would like to have my ultimate fulfillment. Please send me there. But um, if this is that reality, I'm going to say there's a lot of shit in it I don't really want. And uh, I'm not happy with the outcome. Send me to a new timeline, please. <laughs> I didn't walk the way I thought. So I'm just curious, I'm just really curious, has anyone out there had any success with that type of manifesting? 
because I can't see it in my life. Just like saying it me like, okay, um, step away now. It's going to work. Like, does that work for you? Please let me know. I would love to know. But for me, it didn't work. And uh, like I said earlier, my earliest introduction to manifesting honestly was not positive. I was dating Flyboy. I was long distance and my friends were still in Korea with him. And they had gotten word from a friend of a friend that Flyboy was uncertain about me and was thinking about breaking up with me. And they thought doing their due diligence as friends that it was wise to inform me of this. And naturally, when you hear from someone else that your boyfriend has thoughts of ending the relationship, you probably are going to be filled with, if you're anything like me, doubts, worries, concern, abandonment issues, wanting to figure out what you did wrong, like all of these thoughts that apparently under the idea of what manifesting is, are very like low vibration negative thoughts. I brought this up to a friend and she was like, you cannot think that way because by doing so, you are bringing (laughs) more, like you are, you're bringing in that result into your life by worrying about whether or not he will break up with you, even though like they told you he was planning on it by thinking that way, then it will happen. And I was like, how are my thoughts controlling his actions he's on the opposite side of the world and I definitely have never brought that up in any of our conversations I haven't been acting differently with him I'm literally just feeling anxious and having thoughts of worry and concern about what he might do in the future and she was like exactly that's what's gonna happen the more you think about it instead of thinking about the good stuff the more the bad will happen That doesn't seem fair. Like I literally did everything I could with my words and my actions to bring good, positive things into my relationship. I knew he was having doubts. So why is it my fault that I'm reacting to his actions? Why is it my fault that he will break up with me when I was the one trying to do everything good in the relationship? That sounds fucking shitty to me. I don't think I can believe into it. So that was my first introduction. And naturally, I have very bad associations with it for what I feel like should be obvious at this point. Yes, Flyboy and I did break up. I ended up actually ending it with him. But it was after me realizing that he was going to do it anyway. And I was just like, look, if you're going to drag it out, don't drag it out too long. Like, if this is over, let's just end it. But I don't personally feel like my emotions or my thoughts brought that to be, it was his, if that makes sense. It was him avoiding me. It was him talking to that girl on my birthday. It was him that was uh, not setting up dates. It wasn't me. So how did I make him do that? Explain that to me. I want to know. So basically, my question out of this practice of manifesting that I plan on doing is me literally being like, How is my mind able to change other people? I got to know. Because if it really is possible, I want to try it now. I want to know all the ins and outs. How can I do that shit? And how... (laughs) How is it possible that my thoughts are more powerful than my actions? Because my thoughts are in my head and they're not in my head. I don't get it. 
So let's find out. Let's let's see if I can, through manifestation, bring about someone else's actions into my life and have actual proof of it. Also, side note, the main reason why I didn't do manifesting after that introduction from Lisa is it literally just seemed like it was a very human thing for me to have doubts and worries in that type of situation. And it's a very human thing to have worries, especially when you're attached to someone. It goes back to that jealousy conversation with Dr. Romani talking about how the feelings of jealousy themselves proves to you that you care enough not to lose someone. So I'm just supposed to pretend that I don't have human feelings in order to bring good things into my life. It, I don't see how you can prevent that. That's my basic introduction. Later on in life, however, I did run into uh, one of my great friends, Gina, who introduced me to the idea of a growth mindset. And that to me makes more sense than any type of like mumbo jumbo hoo-ha of, you know, like your spirit speaking to someone else's spirit. It like literally is just your mindset. So I could, I can get behind that because having an idea of like, this is as far as I've come. I'm 25 years old. I've had no success in love. My career is going nowhere. Therefore, I'm stopping here. Like, it doesn't make sense for anyone to not try to progress when life could be an infinite number of years or it could stop tomorrow. So why not have the idea that, like, you don't have to stop at a certain level of growth. You can change and develop and have a idea that, like, your mindset, your state of being is open to change. I think that's great. I love that. So I can I can get behind the idea of that growth mindset. I can't, however, get behind the idea I got from another TikTok ep- uh, episode, <laughs> TikTok video, where this lady was like, the reason why your manifestations isn't working is because you're focusing on the things that you don't have. And and I I don't get what that means. I mean, isn't that the whole point of manifesting is you don't have something and you want to bring it into your life. So isn't the point to look at that thing? Like, am I crazy? I don't get it. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. If that's not it, how do you manifest it then if you don't think about it? It just, it seems like, mm, it seems so counterintuitive. (laughs) Like, are we supposed to be doing some sort of like, a negative reinforcement with the universe where we're like, I don't want it. Yeah, that thing over there, I'm not interested anymore. Don't bring it into my life, universe. No, (laughs) it doesn't make sense. So I'm not supposed to focus on it, but I'm supposed to want it. And I'm not supposed to have negative worried feelings about anything because that brings shit into my life that I definitely don't want. Uh, But I also have natural feelings as a human. And um, I have wavelengths also, and I'm creating this reality. It just, it's so much. It's so much. Okay, let's take a moment to calm down about this. If we're going to do it the right way, we're going to do it through science. That's how I work. If I'm going to do it the right way, it's going to have a scientific background. And I'm going to give you five steps into quantum manifesting through neuroscience and through quantum physics that shall bring forth results, supposedly. So 
after those five steps, and this is going to be the five steps I'm going to be in- implementing until I see a result, basically, or don't see a result whenever I feel like I'm, I'm done with this shit, which may not be never. I don't know. Um, I'm also going to break down to you why you're you're going to have a hard time doing this through science. And then I'm going to revert back to why these um, things have been successful, at least according to the book, through science. Okay, so are you ready for this? <clears throat> the things that I'm going to be doing to manifest. Where is step one? Okay, step one. Do not predict how it will happen. That's saying in a predictable setting and uh, it will not change anything. You ha- Your pattern itself has to change. It needs to be in a form that you cannot predict. Okay, cool. Easy enough. I don't want to think about it anyway. Step two, be grateful for something you want that isn't in your life yet. Create the elevated feeling that would exist in that state now in your current state. This is going from a cause and effect mindset to causing an effect mindset. Make it in you to bring that field, the, um, I guess it's like the quantum field, bring the quantum field to seeing your signal that you're sending out uh, for what you want in your reality now through your body. And your body needs to be convinced it is now that you're experiencing it. Okay. Have I already lost you? Because like for me, this stuff is like, what? Okay. Well, hopefully not. Okay. Step. <laughs> Step three. I'm going to try turning this down a little bit. I just, I just feel like you guys are a little loud and I'm really sorry if the, like the past 20 minutes have been like too loud for you. Okay. Awesome. All right. So step three, uh, choose my thought signal. I send out the universe will send what I am broadcasting. So essentially like think of yourself sitting down every day, every morning and every night, like the morning and nightly news. And you're the anchor that's, uh, opening up for that day. And you're like, hello, and welcome to the quantum evening news. My name is Minuet, and I'm a miserable person. I have no one that I love. I'm terrible at dating. And I don't think that I can find someone to love me back. More from on this at seven. <laughs> like It just seems like ah, the universe is going to catch that broadcast. Okay, so the universe is going to catch it and be like, oh, my God, Minuet really likes to be miserable. Like, that's what she's sending out for us to, like, receive. So in reward for her broadcasts, we're going to send more things to make her miserable. We're going to have a harder time finding anyone to date. Okay, so instead of doing that, perhaps you should be sending out a signal that instead of saying, I'm miserable, you're sending out a signal and you're like, um, welcome to the morning news. My name is Minuet. And uh, today I am grateful for the amazing love I have in my life. I mean, that's going to be a better signal, I feel like. Like, why would you send out that you're miserable all the time? I.e. my previous podcast episode. Like, you know, just like, just saying. <laughs> I'm not perfect, okay? <laughs> I haven't been manifesting, so. It happens. Okay, step four. Step four. Stop seeing time as a linear thing and interact with the quantum field intentionally. So this idea is that 
every day you're interacting with the quantum field and you don't even realize it. So intentionally do it every day and don't think of the past as the past and the future as the future. And I have got some stories for you from this book that is supposed to represent how this is possible. And I cannot wait to tell you because my mind is still not able to comprehend it. More of that at seven. <laughs> okay, last step. Step five, envision one part of the future as it is happening right now and feel those feelings that you want to feel in that moment. Like, really believe you're sitting around the campfire with the love of your life and your two children and your dog and your pimped out camper in the mountains in Colorado. Like really see the mountains, really see the stars, feel the heat from the fire, the touch of your lover, the sound of your children laughing, whatever it is. Like really put yourself in that moment. Don't do the whole future. Like don't do like the day you met, the day you proposed, the day that you guys got married. Like none of that. Like envision just that moment. Feel it like you're actually there and make sure your body feels the feelings that you would feel in that moment before you leave that, um, I guess, meditation. I guess you could say meditation. And when you do leave that meditation, leave with a feeling of gratefulness, a feeling of gratitude for that in your life. The way that you would after a vacation when like you're like getting on the plane and you just have like the most amazing vacation in Cancun and you're like, oh my God, that was so great. I'm so glad that I spent the money and did this. That's the feeling you should be leaving these meditations with. Okay. So those are the five steps. And um, supposedly they're supposed to bring actual like physical, tangible changes in your life. Okay. So. Okay, so I'm now going to introduce to you the things that you need to remember as you do these practices, and then I'm going to back that up with the science, okay? So things you need to remember while you're doing this practice is your body is not going to feel the way you think it's going to feel, because what essentially is happening when you do this type of manifestation, this type of change in your feelings, I'm assuming it's going to be different from what you're already doing. And so your body is already essentially running on autopilot on the loop that you have created in your life through feelings that it's used to, reactions that it's used to. When something happens, you get rejected in love, you uh, go home to an, an empty house every night, you don't have success on your podcast, whatever it is that is generating a consistent feeling that you're probably feeling safe in because it's what you used to. You change that dialogue and your body is actually going to be sending off signals that something's changing and it's going to be worried because now it can't be on autopilot and it, it you will have feelings of like anxiety, worry. It's not going to feel as good as it could at first because your body's not used to it. So this actually comes from the part of your body called the autonomic system in your body. Um, and it's very natural for alarms to go off when patterns change. So just be aware of that. Uh, you also, if you are a person that has stress hormones raging through your body, now is a good time to try to get those under control. Whether you need to take supplements, go to therapy, do mindful meditations, whatever it is. You need to get those stress hormones under control because they're going to start to run rampant when any type of change comes into your body. And this entire practice is supposed to bring like physical change in your entire world. So it's a lot of change. You don't want to have a bunch of cortisol running through your, your system. It's going to distract you and you're not going to get the results you need. So get those under control. Otherwise, you're going to have like 
you're going to, instead of anticipating something good coming in your life, you're going to be anticipating a traumatic event or something in the past that it like you associate with like anger, insecurities, fear, depression, stuff like that. So you need to be in a positive state in order to see results. Also, the book does state that if you're over the age of 35, you have done enough looping in your life, essentially. You're on the loop um, and your body is going to have a harder time getting rid of those synaptic um, trainings that we have in our brains. It's a little bit more solidified. So it will take more effort. Therefore, your body is going to feel more tired from doing this because it will have to be a conscious effort. Also, another thing, when you have feelings as we know from previous episodes when I've brought up neurotransmitters, chemicals are running through your body as you have feelings. And so when you have become accustomed to a certain number and a certain level and a certain type of chemicals running through your system whenever you react to something in your daily life, your normal loop, you change that, you have now gone into detox mode because you're addicted to those chemicals. And you're going to have to go through a little, little, <laughs> you're going to have to go through a literal detox on those chemicals before you can see any change. So it's not going to be an easy shift into this state of being. It's going to be work and it's going to be, I think, a very conscious every moment of your day effort until you start to see some changes that you don't need to focus on anymore and then you can start to let go because you've done enough synaptic nerve ending trainings that they're starting to grow without a lot of effort it's the same thing as like when you're, you learn how to play the piano or uh, when you learn to dance learn lines for a play like you have to be uh, you have to be very conscious of it eventually though if like you've ever been on in theater eventually the conversation starts to flow as if it's a normal conversation you're not recalling lines anymore it's just like that's how it goes so that's the the, the essential idea so let's go back to how this works so all of those things that i introduced to you are backed by science and some of the science I don't understand. Maybe you do. I'm going to bring it in. Okay, so let's go into the idea of influence on the quantum field. Science. I'm sorry. Why am I doing that tongue trilling so much? I think I'm trying to like really connect with you through something that doesn't make sense to me. And I, it's coming out weird. I'm sorry. Okay, so in science, Descartes and Newton defined mind and matter as two separate things. And... Matter was something that you could control and explain through science, whereas mind was something more religious and spiritual. Later on, however, this idea of mind and matter started to mesh into one thing through Einstein and um, other scientists. And they have determined that all matter is 99.9% energy and then point. 0.1% actual like tangible physical <laughs> hello Grim would you like to talk about science okay bye Grim is just gonna sit here and chill with us I think and so if you hear her purring or meowing she just wants to she wants to be on the podcast it's fine she's my co-host where was I okay I was talking about my new matter that's right so matter now if you look at the subatomic level of everything that is on this planet, including ourselves, 
in fact, let's just imagine that you're sitting outside and you can see trees, you can see cars, you can see buildings, you can see other people, you can see animals and insects. But let's pretend that we're a Marvel superhero for a second. And we can see the subatomic level of everything around us. It's all going to mesh into fluctuating electrons that exist and don't exist. They, they appear and disappear. And we're all a part of that. And we're all part of that makeup. Within that notion, there's what's something called the observer effect. This has been proven that when you consciously focus on something and see it, the electrons stay longer and you pull that into focus. So this idea at the subatomic level of our observer effect, focusing on something and bringing it to an existence is the idea of manifesting. So, or quantum manifesting, essentially. You're able to ignore different things. They disappear. And you're able to bring into reality things that you want by focusing on it. It's very WandaVision-esque. <laughs> like, the way she created her own reality within that TV show is essentially the idea of quantum manifesting. She was able to create a whole world that was under her control. And when things didn't go her way, she was able to be like, you don't exist in my reality. She was able to basically quantum manifest children into her life. Subgram, do you like babies? Oh, I like babies too. <laughs> what part of the observer effect do we actually have control over without having to do a actual like concentration practice like we want to be more like Wanda right we want to be like Scarlet Witch and just not have to think about it and it exists in our world right that is through the idea uh, that our thoughts acting as energy and that's how matter and mind are the same and feelings act as a magnet pulling us into our reality okay are you with me on this? <laughs> so you got to think of it differently than what you've been thinking about. Thoughts are energy. Feelings are magnets. That's how you work together to create a reality of your own. And I would like to uh, pause here and just let you know that my cat not only swished her tail and knocked over my microphone, but then used her foot to pause my recording. Um, I definitely did not manifest that, so... I guess we have proof that it doesn't work. Okay, end of episode. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, having animals is just like a whole other experience. It just, ah, so much in your day. Okay, so where I was leaving off is <clears throat> changing your thoughts and feelings towards a certain goal that you are focusing on makes you the creator and therefore brings in a new reality. Pause for dramatic effect. So it's explained in this book that you have to change your mindset into a creator mindset instead of being a victim of the cause and effect mindset where uh, if you've ever said, why does this keep happening to me? I have such bad luck. God hates me. Like any of those like statements, that is functioning under the cause and effect mindset. 
Whereas you can be functioning under, I am causing an effect mindset. This is where you are Wanda. You were the Scarlet Witch. You're able to be like, not today, mister. Get out of my reality. Or that's what I would like in my reality. All of this sounds great in theory. Like I would love to be a Scarlet Witch. Like let me have it. I would love to create my perfect life. However, in order to do so, you have to have just a consciousness. So this is again in this book. It is explained that you have to let go of things. You have to let go of people. You have to let go of time as a relative thing. Like that whole idea of like time isn't linear. Let go of the concept of time. All these concepts of existing. Everything needs to go except for your consciousness. You were just energy. (laughs) This is one of those parts of the book where it's like, "Mm, you lost me. What now? I'm what? Because I'm pretty sure I can like I can touch my wrist right now, and if someone poked me, I would bleed. Like I exist, but you have to apparently just like ignore that. <laughs> okay, so this idea, th- this is something I really want to talk to you guys about because it's still blowing my mind, and I would love for people to also have that moment of like what, um, in the story about time not being linear. It is given an example of an actual study, this really does exist, and you can look it up, where a double-blind, closed, and randomized study was done of individuals who were in the hospital with sept- they had septic shock, and their names, out of the 3,300 and some odd number of people under this study, were selected, and some of their names were given to a group study again this is double blind and they were to pray over those names and like you know how prayer works like you're supposed to be like i have that they have a swift recovery that they uh they don't die whatever it is that they prayed uh for them to recover from septic shock in this study it was shown that the number of people that were prayed for had a higher level of quick recovery and a lower mortality rate compared to the people that were not prayed over and hearing this you're like okay well that's a cool study but the part that kind of blows your mind is that this study was conducted in the year 2001 but the people that we were praying over were in the hospitals from the year 1990 to the year 1996 That was in the past that they were in the hospital. I don't understand how this can be proof. I'm really confused. And I'm like, the fact that it's a double blind study is the part that gets me. It's like, is this proof that you can influence the past with your manifestations? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So there's that example. Another example he gives of uh, time not being linear is he gives an example of his uh, daughter actually manifesting how she wanted to spend her summer break. She was in college and she was like, I literally want to do these very specific things. So she had these very specific things. She's like, I'm going to go to Italy and I'm going to go to six cities in Italy and I'm going to not have to spend a lot of money. And then I'm also going to come home and spend time with family before I have to go back to uh, school and I'm going to do it. And her dad was like, well, here's how to do it through manifesting. And she's like, I know, I'm going to do it. So she does. And he details how at one point she gets information for a study abroad, but she would have 
to have her dad pay for some of the amount of the study abroad in order for her to go to Italy. And he was like, that's not how it works. Uh, it sounds like you're trying to control things. So, um, no. But continue to imagine yourself in Italy. Continue to have those good feelings of good memories that you have had in Italy, even though you've not gone there yet. Like, think of it as a memory. Think positive things. Be grateful for the time you spent in Italy, even though it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and she was like, okay. And so she does. And like, she, like she literally immersed herself into the idea of being Italy that she was speaking Italian more. And she was like, l- like the effects that you would have for a person who went to a foreign country was like what she was living. And through this, without influencing anything, and a professor at her university approached her because she, you know, would speak Italian and the professor spoke Italian that she was like, I, you know what? I need someone to teach Italian. Like the first, like... Italian 101, I guess, to people on this study abroad in Italy. I think you'd be perfect for the job and we would cover the costs. Well, hell. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like she manifested that. To For all intents and purposes, to me, if I can believe in manifesting, that sounds like a manifestation to me. I don't know about the past one, but definitely the future one sounds like it's possible. So I'm willing to give this a go just under that idea. So the parts that I have a hard time with under this idea, though, is what are the limitations? Because if I can literally influence the fucking past and I can influence the fucking future, what is there to say that I can't go back and be like, I never dated Flyboy? He didn't happen. Can I do that? Sounds like changing a reality, doesn't it? Why can't that be a part of my reality? Or... If maybe I saw someone that I, I didn't like the relationship going on between a friend and their partner, could I manifest them breaking up? Or could I manifest a celebrity into my life as my best friend? Like, what are the fucking limitations here? Because if I can literally create any fucking reality that I want to, why can't it be that? And it begs the question of where's free will of people in my life? If I can literally be like, I'm going to have this. Where's their free will in saying that they are in my life or not in my life anymore? So that part of the quantum manifesting, I don't know if I can let go of because I do believe in free will. I do believe that I have control only up to what I do and what they do is on them. I am a very firm believer of that. So how can it be that me being like, I am in the mountains with all of my friends on a camping trip. Well, what say do they have in that? I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to test it out. I'm going to I'm going to follow these steps because if it's real, I want to know. But I do have some reservations that I will have to let go of in order to do so. I get I get it. So The part of it that makes more sense to me, obviously, is the neuroscience. I am such a neuroscience junkie. I love the brain. And he does, in this book, give a lot of neuroscience backup to his thoughts that I can get behind. So let's break those down really quick. The idea of Hebb's Law. If you don't know what Hebb's Law is, that's okay. I'm going to explain it to you. Hebb's Law is essentially the idea of what fires together, wires together. So... Um, it's basically, uh, the states that the neurons in the brain adapt during the process, the the learning process, 
and a mechanism which is called the neuronal plasticity um, is under function. So your plasticity in your brain is what is able to like adapt to new things, right? Basically what you can think of this is this idea that like neurons that fire together, wire together, is that the more you do a pattern, the stronger the pattern is and the harder it is to break. So going back to like once you're in your 30s, you've created a lot of neurological patterns in your brain. That's a really strong pattern. It's going to be harder to break. I can follow that. That makes sense to me. Next, synaptic training. So you essentially, since whenever you had free will, have created a loop within your life, okay? So you're living within that chosen loop of your life. Like you wake up every day, you brush your teeth, you read the same book, you drink the same water, you get the cup of coffee and the same mug. Uh, you drive to work in the path that you are accustomed to. You don't even have to think about it anymore. You go into the same chair, you do the same work that literally you don't even have to think about is now trained in your body. People that you see that you associate with certain feelings still give you those certain feelings. Wow, my mic voice just changed. I'm sorry, guys. I was definitely talking weird in the mic. <laughs> so the people that you see at work that give you those feelings even before they talk, you're going to be like, Ugh, Steve. Like that's how you have chosen your pattern. And that's how the synaptic training in your brain is going to be firing off on, auto, on autopilot. And because our brains are trained since the, like, our brains were formed to look for patterns and to predict what we know and what's going to happen every day that we live, we think we know what's going to happen and we know how it's going to happen. So after years of teaching your brain the wrong thoughts and the negative thoughts and the hard perspectives that are holding you back, you're literally going to have to do neurological programming like a computer getting rid of a virus in order to get rid of those things because they happen naturally now. Literally the reaction that you have to Steve, ugh, Steve, you've trained yourself to have those. You gotta break the habit. Okay, so like, can you become a dream person then? Absolutely. At least according to this book and this idea of manifesting. Yeah, you can. You learn to harness the observer effect like we talked about in the quantum physics part of this. And realize that you don't think inside of a vacuum. Okay, so get rid of that concept of like, my thoughts are in my head and they don't influence anyone unless they become actions and words. Instead, think that your your thoughts really do affect people because your thoughts become your feelings, like they're, they're connected, right? So what you feel is the way that you think and the way that you think is how you act. Ha ha ha, I think we've got a breakthrough. So your thoughts really do, even when you think you're doing something right, have an influence behind your emotions and your emotions are going to influence how you act. So that's how like people, when, you know how if someone is like trying really hard to put on a face, but you can tell that like they're really nervous. It's because that's how they're feeling. And so their feelings really do influence their actions. So what you need to do is consciously force yourself <laughs> Uh, you need to consciously influence yourself into a positive state and to heighten your emotions with intentions. And this will bring forth the results that you want. So you need to heighten and control with intention. And apparently like this is like a study that was done 
he mentioned in the book by scientists who literally they heightened their emotions into a positive state they were like yeah who are raw we can do it and they set the intentions behind their emotions of we can unwind dna with just our emotions and it worked like they were able to like under the microscope see that it had unwound like unwound 25 times so at least under their study their heightened emotions and their control did have impact okay so that's kind of cool all right so this is the part that it gets a kind of hairy for me is the idea that you can interact with the quantum field and outside in the quantum field your signature is going to be broadcasting and uh, it's going to be broadcasting towards a you state of being out there in the quantum field. And so you're going to reach out to them and eventually through you reaching their, this is like through the laws of attraction idea of like, you know, um, your wave patterns meeting up with the being out there, it's wave pattern and like developing into their timeline. And like it becomes you. <laughs> what? Uh, you lost me again. Just pretend that, like, that totally makes sense and it doesn't sound like mumbo jumbo, okay? Like, there's an – you're broadcasting into the electro, uh, electronic magnetic field, which will pull you towards something that you want or it will pour, pull it towards you, okay? So, essentially – through training, you're going to break the habit of being yourself the way that you have decided you were going to be. And you're going to be that new version of yourself that is the, like the, the dream self of what you want to be. And this will produce effects on our reality. So you use your thoughts and your feelings. It produces effects on your reality. So think of it this way. If this is still kind of like seeming like it's not making sense, think of it this way. Your thoughts and your emotions become a part of your identity. It's because an integral part about how you see yourself every day in the mirror. I'm insecure. I'm an angry person. I have negative thoughts. I'm depressed. I'm unlikable. All of these things are things that you think and feel without evidence from the outside world. Unless you're abused and then that's a whole other story. But essentially those thoughts and that those feelings associated with it when you look in the mirror is a memorized state of being which makes our thoughts absolute. Like that is an absolute thought. I am a negative person. Absolute statement, period. So making your thoughts absolute to the opposite of that. I'm a positive person. I'm a beautiful person. I am a secure person. I am happy. I'm a happy person. If those thoughts thoughts and feelings can connect to being true, then that becomes the reality that's absolute. I feel like we've covered a lot. I don't feel the need to get into the different types of neurotransmitters that fire off while you're feeling happy versus when you're feeling sad because I did cover that in a previous episode by understanding how supplements can also enhance your mood might benefit you. So I'm going to like propose without any like, I don't have a PhD. I'm not a doctor. This is just what has been proposed to me that I have seen results in. And that is taking supplements that contain vitamin D, saffron. I'm going to mispronounce this one. I'm really sorry, but it's like one of my favorites. It's L-theanine, L-theanine, L-theanine. You can, 
look it up. It's a, it's in a lot of um, sports drinks. It's an Alani New for sure. Um, I take it in the stress, goodbye stress, Ollie supplement, which also contains lemongrass, which is also a mood booster. So those are things that I take now to push me into a happier state of mind through neurotransmitters, right? Um, also in the Goodbye Stress by Ollie, it has GABA, which we know is a balancer. So if you have anything like cortisol rushing through, you're going to take some GABA and it's going to balance that out. And then you're going to have some lemon balm that's going to help you um, get rid of some of those uh, stressful state of minds, right? Also meditation. So I'm going to be conducting meditations for myself through those five steps um, before I go to bed. When I wake up, if I have time, work is pretty early, at least in the morning sometime, um, if I can't do it right when I wake up. And I'm going to be doing it in the shower. Those are the three things during my day that I know for sure I can put aside to um, to meditate and focus on and then leave that being grateful for that thing. And anytime I catch myself having a negative thought about myself, I'm going to switch that up for a positive balancer until my body figures it out. <laughs> That's the process that I'm doing. If you would like to join me on this, um, let me know. If you would like to um, a breakdown of these five steps, I can definitely do that on my Instagram for you so that you can have it in a highlight and understand how to um, do it without having to re-listen to this episode. I get it. It's a lot to listen to. Uh, just let me know. Again, if you're also really good at manifesting and you have any tips or tricks, let me know. I want to hear from you. My Instagram is linked in this episode and in all prior episodes. You can let me know in a DM there. I do see them. Um, I'm working on my website. I probably have it posted. I don't know if I can really get messages on there right now. So you can try. All right. So that's it for this week. I'm going to uh, follow up again later on. Ooh, about manifesting in a second episode eventually. But for now, I'm going to say goodbye. Have a good rest of your week. I will see you in another reality. <gasps> goodbye.